0: Welcome to the Lessons Learned podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Lessons Learned podcast. I'm sitting in my office at home, I have my twinkle lights on, my salt lamp on, I refuse to put the ceiling light on, (laughs) I'm sitting cross-legged, I have my workout pants on, and then I've got sweats on top, and then I've got layers and layers of sweaters and shawls and blankets wrapping me up. It's pretty damp outside, it's been raining the last few days, and so yes, I am cold. I am also tired, as I landed in Ottawa on Monday night, And after an overnight in the emergency room, came home with a clean bill of health, and finally was able to rest and start sleeping. The reason I wanted to paint this scene for you is because today I want to talk about rituals. And when I think of this podcast and the space I'm creating for myself here with all of you, ritual is a concept and habit or experience that is deeply important to me in how I create these episodes. I'm coming off of eight weeks of intense travel and events and networking and brand building and self-exploration and development. It all started with a trip to New York for New York Fashion Week, for Marie Forleo's book launch event, for time with friends, for exposure, and time in my, one of my favorite cities again. I ran a 5K there with Mitch as an ode to being in great health. And I took a lot of time in different cities, New York, LA, back in Ottawa, Toronto, and did this circuit a number of times. All that travel and all of that movement reminded me that there are certain things that anchor me in a day, in a moment, in a place. And there's nothing quite like travel to show you the things that are actually most important to you in your everyday. And now that I'm landing back home for a little while, and when I say a little while, next Friday we're heading to Edmonton for some family celebrations, and then a week later, we're heading to Mexico for some downtime. So I will still be traveling, but with different purpose in mind, it won't be work-related. When I landed at home officially yesterday and today, I immediately felt lost. I knew it was going to come because every time I do extended bouts of travel or accomplish big goals or Something massive happens in my life and the dust settles, which this is really the dust settling post Michelle Obama and post this last eight weeks. The potential for an existential crisis to set in is very high. And so I wanted to walk you guys through today the power of ritual in helping me land and in helping me ground myself and not abandon myself. I use that language very deliberately because on my Instagram stories last week, I shared how before this last little sprint of travel, when I went back to Toronto and then to New York for events that I was moderating, I was really exhausted, so exhausted that I hadn't felt that tired in a really long time. And I shared about the concept of good stress and bad stress. You have distress and you have eustress. EU stress. You stress is positive stress. Distress is obviously negative stress. The thing with these two types of stress is the impacts they have on the body are the same. So this extended period of sprinting for me this last eight weeks is my reminder that you stress is equally as daunting on the body as distress. And even though majority of my emotions and experiences, the last eight weeks have been very positive, It's still very draining for us to do that for a sustained amount of time. It it impacts our hormonal secretions, our adrenaline, our cortisol, our physical overall well-being. And so last week, I was brought back to my personal mantra right now, which is, I will not abandon myself. I choose those words deliberately because in the past, I had a tendency to numb or to shame or to not fully show up for myself when I most needed myself. It's like a part of my brain would go and hide away and then my knee-jerk reactions would take over and I'd go into spirals of behaviors, thoughts, patterns that I didn't like a whole lot. And so all of last week I kept writing down, saying to myself in my mind and meditating on the words, I will not abandon myself. So what did that look like practically? For me, what it looked like is there was a day when I was ready to crash really hard. I was so tired. felt like I couldn't stop. Um, Mentally, I I was like, I'm in the middle of the sprint. I've only got a little bit more to go. You can keep going, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. I hadn't had a day off in a couple of weeks. And then I reminded myself that I will not abandon myself. And I took a breath and I took a second and I looked at my next few days And I decided that the most radical act of self-care or self-love that I could do in that moment was to plan a couple days off. And that's where I came to a list of things that I have for myself that I wrote down over the summer, actually, that is my list of things to do for self-care and my list of things to do to feel better when I feel really tired. I have this list in my phone, and it's like 10 items long. It's call friends. It's call ma. It's go for a walk outside, be in nature. It says go to the spa, and so on and so forth. But the things that make me really feel like I'm nurturing myself and allowing myself to turn my brain off. And often these are the things that when I'm in that inertia mode of feeling overworked, overwhelmed, overstretched, that I put off and and tell myself they're not worthy of my time because I keep needing to work and work and work and work, work. But in that moment in not abandoning myself, I had set up a ritual or a routine or a habit, a new habit that I was trying to form where I could change the behaviors I used to do, which was to go down that shame rabbit hole and replace it with one of or a handful of the activities on this list. So what I decided was I reached out to my friend Kylie and I asked her if she would come to the spa with me later that week. And I knew that I would need an accountability buddy to go with me because I would probably cancel that morning if I only had to be accountable to myself because I'm working on following through on the things that I want to do for me but alone. So Kylie said yes, it was her day before her birthday. So we did it It as a little early birthday celebration for her. And that one day of no cell phone, the Nordic Spa here in Ottawa, which is amazing, um, it restored me so much. And then the day after that, I had planned a facial and I worked for part of the day and then had my facial. And I just kept saying, you do not abandon yourself. And I, I know earlier in the episode, I was saying I will not abandon myself, but I changed the tense Um, So that it felt more pressing, it felt more true, it felt like, no, this is a behavior that that I employ now. I do not abandon myself. And by the end of that facial and going home and packing and getting ready for my travel round again, I had energy again. I had joy again. I had excitement for what was ahead, for the days to come and the events to come. And it's not like a day at the spa and a facial made everything better, but it gave me enough energy to make it through that last three days. Because, yeah, although canceling did come through my mind, another core saying or thing that I prescribe to is do what you say, say what you do. It's from our old executive producer, Bows from Dream Girl. It was one of the only rules he had for our relationship and I thought to myself, these are all commitments that you made and you may have made them as a former you. The decisions that I made for current me were made by a former me that maybe didn't know the Michelle Obama event was going to come through, thought that this kind of pacing was possible for me. And while Gomel in that moment last week and before heading to Toronto and New York might have been frustrated with the former me, Gomel from last week still had to deal with the problem. And so I had built up enough energy to be able to think about taking that flight to Toronto and being okay and landing and and not getting sick and continuing on. And so those small acts or things on that list really came through for me in that moment. And another way I didn't abandon myself last week was I actually reached out to the organizers of the event that I did on Saturday, the Accelerate Her Future Summit which was a gathering for young uh, women of color in college uh, and university and in their master's program where we all come together and just share our voices and experiences as women of color. And I was supposed to do a 45-minute keynote and I emailed Golnaz, the organizer, the day before and I said, I don't have the energy and I am so sorry, but would you be open to us amending this to a shorter 15-minute keynote and a fireside chat and a Q&A with the audience? And she obliged because my willingness to not abandon myself my willingness to not pull an all-nighter to plan a 45-minute keynote meant that I could sleep and the honesty and vulnerability that I shared with Golnaz allowed her to be led into my experience and feel a deeper connection with me and we could co-create something for all the attendees at AHF that they walked away from feeling incredible about and that I walked away from feeling incredible about and same with Golnaz. So sometimes, and and this is under the larger arc of rituals that I wanted to talk about today. But step one or part one of employing and really committing to our rituals is defining what they are and staying within and and employing those rituals when we need them, but then also creating boundaries for ourselves that can help the rituals be most effective. So going to the spa and getting the facial (laughs) wouldn't really matter if I had still worked the rest of the days or not taken the rest of the brain time off or downtime off or if I had pulled the all-nighter to write the 45-minute keynote, the rituals on that list or the habits on that list wouldn't have mattered because I still would have been exhausted. So it was this equal meeting of having the list of things to do when I need to pull back and rest mixed with setting boundaries that are actually going to allow me to not abandon myself. And that allowed me to go through and moderate these conversations and show up in the world the way that I want to under pretenses that were created by a former me, but still feel great about it. So I wanted to share that little anecdote about how the end of last week happened because it was an opportunity for me to go down the way that I used to behave or to create new patterns and experiences for me to follow as I continue to build more success for myself. Because the thing is, I know I like to work in sprints, and this fall was a bit of a pilot for me. It was an experiment for me to say, how much can you do at once? I'm a project-based, sprint-based person, and eight weeks now I know was too much. (laughs) I was talking to Kim about this today, and she's again, I said this on my stories earlier this week, she wants me to be elusive about some of the things we're planning for 2020 but this was really a test period for me to say how much can I do and for how long before I need an extended period of rest and so this week the lead up to my 30th birthday which is on November 10th is my sort of test period for or sorry not test it's my rest period and now that I'm back I didn't abandon myself last week when I needed to prep and get myself ready for this last sprint. And so I will not abandon myself either in this period of time, even though the thoughts of self-doubt are creeping in, even though the, the thought of pausing and now the experience of pausing is bringing up a lot of discomfort and, and feelings of strangeness. Um, I also have to give myself grace and this is where I come back to the facts of things. So using rituals to help me get out of hard moments um, is really helpful. And it actually kind of this thought and this concept of talking about rituals came to me on a flight um, when I was flying from Toronto to New York. I was flipping through the en route magazine in my flight and... An article by Pico Iyer caught my eye. And the reason that I was flipping through the en route is my brother had something really big to celebrate recently. He was named as one of the first 25 inductees for the University of Athabasca's uh, MBA Hall of Fame. And he's one of 25 included amongst incredible humans. He himself is an incredible and incredibly accomplished human. And so I was looking because they had put in a full ad uh, or full page um, rollout of all the inductees. So I was looking for his picture. But nestled around that picture was this article about rituals by Pico Iyer. And he says in it, we've always needed rituals to give continuity to our lives, to offer protection and even meaning to our hours, to humble and exalt us with the reminder that our days are not as random as they seem. Ritual is what turns chaos into a kind of order. Reading that just hit every part of my being in that moment. And the colors they use, they use my favorite yellow. It's this beautiful art that reminded me of Rhaenyra's Lessons Learned art. And the article was called The Rituals of the Fast-Moving World. (sighs) And he touched on ritual in terms of the countries that he goes to as a traveler and the things that he sees in the different places he goes, he's on a diff- he's on two flights a week or something crazy like that as a travel writer. And he talks about the ritual of how he packs, who he calls for a ride for pickup, how he returns home, the things he sees in the places he goes. And it made me reflect on, wow, the amount of rituals that I have in the places I go and the things that I do and how much grounding and home they bring me. And I wanted to share a couple of the rituals that help me when I travel. And guys, I also wanna say, I apologize if this episode seems meandering, but I wanted to meander. I haven't been able to sit down on my own and just hunker down and talk to you in a while. And I miss this and I tried to write up and plan the episode, but it didn't feel right. So just join me on this meandering. Um, but some of the rituals that I love so much when I travel are actually have to do with the containers in which I put all the things. So I purchased the full line of the away luggage, and there's something so satisfying to my mind about being hyper organized. And so I got the packing cubes, I got all black luggage the large the medium the small carry-on I got the bag tag that has my K on it in embossed in gold and I did this as an anniversary gift to Mitch and I in July because we both travel a lot and we needed new luggage and I also have the matching backpack which slides onto the extended handle of any of the suitcases so I just the streamlined experience with my travel so it makes packing feel fun and also like helps me get in my ritual of preparing to go where I'm going the packing cubes let me fill up my suitcase perfectly one for my underwear bras socks undergarments the other for the clothing I'm going to wear during the days that I'm there and all rolled up Marie Kondo style so I see it just like I see it in my drawers And then my one pack of all my workout clothes and my nightie and my little robe that I have a very small one that I can take with me. And then I put my slippers that I took from one of the hotels I've stayed at because they're my favorite things to collect because my feet get cold when I'm traveling and I put those right on top. And then I put my shoes on top of that layer on that side of the suitcase and I zip it up. And on the other side goes my new makeup kit that I love so much from Sly Beauty That has perfectly organized all my makeup and all the things and fits, tucks nicely into a corner. And then my, my toiletries organizer. So as you can hear, I did a full overhaul of my travel luggage stuff this summer and it's helped so much. But my toiletries hanger, you guys, the ritual of filling that up and it's got a little hanger actual thing on the top of it. So when I pack it up, I put, fold in the two sides, fold it back in and then zip the whole thing up. But when I take it out at the hotel, I just hang it on. Um, Either the towel rack or a hook in the bathroom and all my toiletries are just hanging there and it's so helpful and so convenient. But these streamlining of around my travel uh, has allowed me to create a ritual that I so adore about how I take the things that matter to me with me when I am traveling. And I did 14 flights the last eight weeks. I was saying to my friend Shaz, it's like I'm a management consultant, but he's like, at least you don't have the boss breathing down your neck and you're maybe getting a little bit more sleep. And I was like, absolutely. But the ritual of packing is one that helps me so much. And then also it makes my unpacking so much easier when I get home. And as you can hear, I'm like, kind of weirdly excited and happy about this specific ritual, but it was kind of one that first came to mind when I read this article. Other rituals include, I have this little bag of nighttime toiletries that I put on my bedside wherever I go. It's got my thyroid medicine in it. It's got my eye mask cover so that I can be blackout when I'm asleep everywhere I go. And I've got my sage rollers in there. And so there's one roller that's the de-stress one that I roll under my nose, behind my ears, and on my wrists. And it, the smell of it, the aromatherapy of it, just lets me turn off my brain and relax. And I do that whether I'm at home or if I'm on the road. And that also cues for me, either in the morning or evening, the sequence of my nighttime routine and my morning routine, which are my rituals. And I've fallen out of them more than I would like to this last eight weeks. So when I look forward to the next eight weeks of a little bit more rest and a little less intensity, my intention is to hunker in on my morning and evening rituals. So that includes coming back to my pranayams in the morning, my super health um, Uh, breathing exercises that I learned from Professor Surinder Singh Ji that helps prepare your body for the day, helps your breathing get regulated, and then doing my meditation and journaling again. I used to journal every morning. The first four months of this year, I did an hour of meditation and journaling every single morning, and it transformed how my days felt. So I'm excited to bring that delicious ritual back in. And then before bed, Mitch and I, we plug our phones in in a different room, but we've kind of like messed with that being a good thing because we just keep our phones with us until we're ready to go to bed and then just plug them in in the other room. And then when we get up and need to, after we're done using the bathroom, we just grab our phones anyways. So just really bringing attention back to what is my intention with these rituals. So I know the intention behind the travel rituals and they served me very well when I was on the road this last few weeks. And another ritual would be my workouts with Amrbriyth. And those are things that I do on FaceTime regardless of what city or, or time zone that I'm in. I haven't had to test with overseas for that training schedule, but at least in North America, it's been effective for me to keep the ritual of my workouts up. But now I get to think of in this period of rest, What rituals are going to help me most? And I definitely think sitting and allowing the space to create these podcasts and to get back into my creative zone, even just talking to this mic and talking to you guys today, I can feel my soul and my heart and my body just so happy and relieved to be back in a creative mode again after so much go 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 and so much strive 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 and so much b b b i had to just come back to my mic and talk and part of this section of conversation was inspired by i was listening to an interview with taylor swift on beats apple beats and she talked about When she was going through some of her hardest times um, and she said, you know, she's really appreciative of her own resilience now after, you know, the press beatings that she's gotten, the shitty things that, I mean, she doesn't say it like this, but that she's done that's led to certain things or that others have done to her that's led to a lot of scrutiny and intensity and all of these things. Um, But that through it all, the advice that she gives to others who are maybe going through their first negative press um, situation or intensity of whatever that sort of life brings with it is to never stop creating. And before I sat down to record today, I was, I am so tired. (laughs) And I thought, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know if it's going to be of value. It's not going to be fully coherent, whatever. But then when I heard that, it was like, never stop creating. What I forget when things get crazy and insane, and non-stop, and I talked about it in episode one, those that we admire most are the ones who consistently create, is the act of creation is the redemption in our lives. Creating is what gives us purpose, meaning, power, strength, a sense of identity, a sense of ourselves. Whatever our medium for creating is, is our responsibility to uncover and commit to. And now that I know that podcasting is my mode of creating, and that this is my Zone of genius, or the thing that I meant to most do in the world, everything else has to come second to this. And so I am committing to creating my ritual around recording and sitting and talking and being with you and teaching. Because just from how I felt, and maybe you can hear it even in my voice from when this first episode first started to now. The energy in my body has changed, the vibration, the feeling, everything I can feel in this body has shifted. So that's why I wanted to talk about ritual, because ritual has served me on the road. Ritual has served me in hard moments when I don't know, when I feel overwhelmed and I can feel myself wanting to go to things that I know don't serve me, the behaviors that will perhaps make me abandon myself. Ritual has served me to not abandon myself. And that is my biggest goal right now in my life is to not abandon myself, to not lose myself to shame, to not peace on who I am and and who I know in my heart of hearts I am. I'm not here to beat myself up anymore. I refuse to abandon myself anymore. I am my own best friend now. And rituals have helped me maintain that and stay true to that and own that. And rituals will also help me in this next period of time so that I don't go down the spiral of landing and now I'm home and who am I and the shiny things aren't happening, the big things aren't happening because those truly, like, the last eight weeks of my life have been fun and so much has happened, but so much hard has also happened. I genuinely think the point of life is for us to find our through line. For us to learn over and over and over again our own resilience in different ways, different forms, so that we can be steady, whether it's the glamorous high moments or the lowest low moments when we lose it all or lose a lot. So that we just stay steady, calm and anchored through whatever comes our way. And ritual are those things that ground us. The And the last eight weeks, like I said, shiny, fun, on the road, all this craziness, highs and lows. But I knew last week when I realized how tired I was, something I didn't say earlier was a commitment I made to myself last week was that I will take November as no work-related travel month and as a month where I just go to my office a number of days a week, do the work that I need to do there for planning our 2020 plans and to record this show for you. And that, that commitment to myself really helped me get through the last leg of this fall tour if you will in one piece and and feeling well i didn't get sick all this fall which is insane to me because i did a lot but it's because i've shifted my habits behaviors rituals so that i can serve these intense sprints and then also i've committed to the ritual of the downtime and so now that's what you're going to hear me kind of talk about and reflect on the next few weeks is The power and strength of downtime and of committing ourselves to the rituals, habits, routines that can anchor us and help us be even better in our day-to-day lives. So those are all my thoughts today. (laughs) The power of ritual, how rituals can help us through the highs and lows of our lives and why rituals are so important. And how much do I love this word ritual? It just when I read it in this and I have the magazine open in front of me, but when I read it in on route, I was like, wow, like I know people talk about their nighttime routine, their morning routine, blah, 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 blah. But I'm also like really trying to push myself away from being fully immersed in the online entrepreneur space and the business space because as as much as like that was a big part of my past, I'm really anchoring into a different a different part of my life now. And so Moving from the whole routine, Fast Company, Inc., Gary Vee, shit, and moving more into a gentler, more real version of why we do want to self-improve, develop, optimize, whatever those words are, as creatives, as beings, um, is something I'm really excited about. And so ritual is, is a big anchor for me in that development of myself. This is the part of the show where I ask you, our incredible listeners, to slide into my DMs and share your ideas, your stories, and your experiences with me so we can dive into our lessons learned together. This week in slide into my DMs, I asked all of you what rituals keep you grounded, and this is what you had to say. During this segment, I also wanted to share the definition of ritual, which is an adjective. It's defined as something that is characteristic of a rite, practice, or observation, particularly of a religion. So obviously this week I'm not talking about ritual in the terms of religion, but of the rites, practices, and things that we do for ourselves to ground, to feel centered, and to come back to home. Donna says, Meditation Every single night before bed, at the very least. Amanda said, journaling, allowing myself to just write what comes to mind. Someone else said, a walk, a phone call with my mom. Both remind me of how special and remarkable life is. Rhea says that her new ritual is seeking out the colors of the rainbow around her. It helps when she's going through anxiety. She also says that she looks at pics of her father, who passed away, and she thinks of encouraging words he told her and special moments that they had together. Femi says, my daily prayers. I'm a Hindu, and chant mantras I learned since my childhood. Jocelyn says, journaling, specifically about what went well that day and why. It's a positive psychology hack, she says. Someone said, it's been a bit hectic lately, but sitting in a church never fails to bring me peace and strength. Also hugging my kid in the morning. So beautiful. I want to do something different before we round out this segment of Slide Into My DMs. And I want to give you a takeaway, a journaling takeaway that you can do this week. So astrologically, if astrology tickles your fancy, um, this is a very powerful week for shifting Stories that don't serve us anymore, stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves or the life that we're living, and setting an intention for stories we would prefer to live by. Now, what I mean by that is we all have limiting beliefs, we all have stories and narratives that we consistently tell ourselves about ourselves I'm not enough, I'm not athletic enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not whatever enough or I'm not good at these things, or certain things always happen to me, or I can't break this habit. We have those stories and patterns and narratives in our heads and our minds. And so this week, what I'm doing actually today, when you're listening to this on Friday, is journaling about the stories that are currently holding me back, the rituals that are currently holding me back, the habits that are currently holding me back. And next to them, So one column, all of those, and in the next column, writing what I want those stories to be instead. So a tangible example is I'm currently not meditating and having my morning routine and evening routine and my morning rituals, evening rituals, so I'm going to intend to bring those things in moving forward. A story that I've told myself for a long time is that I have to work until I hit a wall, And it's been very subconscious for me. So the story that I would rather tell myself is that I trust myself to work as much as is necessary. And I trust myself to rest when is necessary. Instead of thinking that I'm going to do it wrong all the time, trusting that I can listen to myself, my mind, my heart, my soul, my body. This is a season of me trusting myself and not looking for answers externally. So that's the story I'm here to rewrite right now. So I just want to give that to you as something you can tangibly take away from this episode. Rewrite the stories that might be holding you back right now. It is a very powerful time to do so. all for me this week i'm really glad you guys tuned in thank you for following my meandering wandering mind um and i'm so excited for the weeks ahead and stay tuned for also some big announcements about 2020 and the lessons learned podcast i appreciate all of you so much and i appreciate this platform so much and i just am so grateful for this fall for the last eight weeks and for everything else that's about to come. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at Lessons Learned Podcast underscore. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always... I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye.